sermon is titled, Jesus and MLK, Reincarnation of Justice and Salvation. This Easter Sunday, I can't help but think of the story of Jesus. I think about how Jesus's death and resurrection is said to result in our salvation. Does this perspective give some of us an easy way out? If we think he is the savior in the traditional biblical sense, then his story gives us a free pass. Jesus has come, lived and died. He has done the hard work so we don't have to. He died for our sins, so there is nothing else we need to do to be saved. We are free. If we believe in Jesus, our salvation is secured. We can live our lives and be forgiven for any terrible thing we may do. That sounds like a really good deal. No wonder it's often said he is worthy to be praised. I appreciate a good deal. Yet, is this one of those cases where if it sounds too good to be true, it is. I wonder. I wonder and I search for truth and meaning. I wonder. If I were to ask the abused altar boy or girl at their church, if their perpetrator was getting a free pass, what would their young voices say? What if I were to ask little 12-year-old Tamir Rice, who was shot by police within two seconds of police arriving, if the officers who murdered him got a free pass, what would he say? I wonder and I search for truth and meaning, reflecting on these and other tragedies. I feel in my heart, I think in my mind, and I embody the realization that it seems like free passes and lack of accountability are not only high in demand, but plentiful for the privileged. Jesus, that name, that amazing selfless human being, that name Jesus has so much to unpack. Jesus, he was a man of color who was murdered for challenging the status quo. He was murdered for showing love and kindness to ordinary people that those in power did not think deserved love and kindness. When believers of Jesus' divinity say, Jesus died for our sins, I find myself disturbed by what I perceive as sugarcoating the situation. Jesus did not just happily die of old age for our sins. Or if you do not believe in his divinity, we can rephrase this as, Jesus did not just cheerfully die as a martyr for his cause. He was tortured, traumatized. He was murdered. He did not just die. The words we use matter. When Jesus was murdered, a loving mother lost her son that day. Someone lost their best friend. Someone lost a brother. Not too dissimilar to how people of color are still murdered and tortured to this day. We are still losing our sons, friends, brothers, sisters to power plays of authority from those who can't stand the thought 
a free thought, who can't stand justice because it would mean they couldn't get away with abuse and greed. We are still losing our sons, friends, brothers, sisters to those in power who can't stand equality because they believe in a false narrative that they are made superior, that we are not all created equal. These people who think this way can't stand the risk of losing control. Today, I also am reminded this marks the 53 year anniversary of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. He too had a family, young children, a wife, and so many who were held in his faithful leadership. Both Jesus and MLK were in their 30s when they were murdered for wanting a better, more compassionate world for all people. We need salvation. We need escape. We need deliverance from this evil called white supremacy. Justice is a shaper of all things. Justice is love. Evil is hate and indifference to injustice. Let me say that again. If you get anything out of today, may it be this. Justice is the spirit of life. The spirit of life is love and love is what some call God. Evil is hate and indifference to injustice. The evil in this world is hate. The evil in this world is those who watch hate happen and close the door who look away. Some may be able to close the door and look away today, but tomorrow hate will likely come for them too. Someone has to stop the cycle. Someone has to care. Someone has to speak out. Someone has to love. We need deliverance from this evil, this hate. We need to end our apathy to injustice. There is no neutral. We must start caring. We must be active in advocacy. We must relentlessly fight for justice. Justice is good. Justice is God, the spirit of life, the blessed radiance. Justice is love in action. Salvation. What is salvation? I believe our salvation is clarity. Our salvation is the truth. My salvation, what saves me, is the peeling back of the layers, the clarity of finding and speaking my truth, asking questions about the unsaid. Two quick examples. I recall being told about Jesus living and being resurrected, but what I really want to know is why it seems everyone glosses over Holy Saturday. I first studied the concept of Holy Saturday when reading the book Spirit and Trauma, A Theology of Remaining by Shelley Rambo. I agree with her wholeheartedly when she makes the point that for a book as huge as the Bible, it's largely theologically silent about Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday is a day that Jesus lay in the tomb after his death when he is, from what we understand, in hell, in hell, in trauma. I wonder, I want to know what strategies, techniques, or resources within himself he used to cope during that dark period of his experience. When in Matthew 27, 46, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When he left helpless, 
He felt helpless, alone, and absolutely abandoned. I want to know more, more about not just the resurrection of his physical body from the tomb that we all tend to focus on, but the resurrection of his hope and confidence in the spirit of life itself. When at one point he believed all was lost, but something, something resurrected his heart. When his hope was smothered with his last breath, love remained. Even death could not keep him from relentless advocacy for love and compassion. I also want to know more about people who hurt other people. Why are they that way? How can they be stopped? Case in point, why were we taught to fear the witches and not the ones who burned them alive? That is a question I recently saw on a friend's social media post. Why were we taught to fear the witches and not the ones who burned them alive? My friends, we are fearing the wrong people. I think we need to focus or we should consider Focusing more on the abusers of power, the abusers of privilege. Focus more on those in power who took it upon themselves to murder innocent people. Innocent Jesus, innocent MLK, and yes, innocent so-called witches. I am not surprised that most of the witches burned at the stake were women. I am not surprised that Jesus and MLK were two colored men, two colored men murdered. They didn't just die, they were murdered for their embodiment of relentless demonstration of revolutionary love. If we paid more attention to the abusers of power, we'd have less tragedies like Jesus, MLK, and other innocent people tortured, murdered, or both because who they are threatened the status quo. Yes. By all means, may we remember the lives of those lost. But may, but may we not forget who caused those lives to end. This is why I support the eighth principle of Unitarian Universalism. It holds us accountable for beloved community, in part by remembering that we must dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our institutions. The eighth principle is proactive, specific, and clear. Accountability must be present for beloved community to grow and flourish. Accountability stops the cycle so healing can happen and we can all move forward in faith and love together. Another quote I saw on social media and I quote, if you want to understand any problem in America, you need to focus on who profits from that problem, not who suffers from the problem, end quote. May this Easter, we reflect on Jesus who was murdered. May we reflect on MLK who was assassinated on this day 53 years ago, it is appropriate to remember and honor what they stood for. Focusing on those who benefited from their deaths matters too. Who profited from the murder of Jesus of MLK? How can we stop this from happening again? They are in every generation. 
the hatred, the bullying, oppression that had killed Jesus and killed MLK is still very much alive and well. This hatred, bullying, and oppression resurrects with each generation. It too must be stopped. My weapons of choice are speaking my truth and revolutionary love. At least aspiring to it. I'm, I'm getting better at speaking my truth, but to embody and demonstrate revolutionary love. Now that tests me every day. Every day. Jesus was crucified and MLK assassinated. They are both gone, but are they really? Have they both not been resurrected too? Are we not still preaching the story of their lives, teaching the core of what they each stood for? Their bodies are no more, but their ideas, goals, mission, and faith live on. Despite so much time having passed, especially in the case of Jesus, who transitioned centuries ago, People continue to be energized, moved, and inspired. I continue to be moved by the risks they took for justice and love, which led to their murders. I continue to be energized and inspired by the long-lasting impact of their faith in a better world yet to come. May it be so.